I have one question for you. Are you ready to do your fertility journey differently? Hey there, I'm Bella Hilton, and this is the Studio Fertility Podcast, where each week I bring you real, actionable tips and strategies to help you get your mind from chaos to calm and your body from resistant to receiving. So if you want to feel better now and improve your fertility, let's do this. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Studio Fertility Podcast. I'm your host, Bella Hilton. And what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about seven practical ways to stop feeling so overwhelmed on your fertility journey, because I know absolutely, without a doubt, that all the women who come to me are feeling completely overwhelmed by everything, and it's such a normal feeling and normal response when we've been trying for so long. And you know, I started this podcast back in 2019, just the end of 2019, to to really start to get the message out there, right, that you can do your fertility journey differently. Uh, You can feel much better. You can feel good, but you, or, or at least a lot better whilst also having challenges. But also I didn't to really support all the women out there who are struggling, or who were struggling at the time, that's why I started, right? Because there are just too many of you. I get the heartache firsthand, and there are just too many of us suffering through this, because too many of us are just being left to our own devices, thinking we're fine, and the stats don't show that we're fine. And often we think we're fine sometimes, right? We think we're coping, and we say things like, well, I'm not that bad, (laughs) right? But I think when we're really honest with ourselves, we've just gotten good at hiding the pain from ourselves too, because it's too much, or downplaying the amount of heartache we're actually going through in order to cope. And, you know, but it comes out in that, you know, fifth time you've been in the bathroom crying that day, right? You kind of, um, um, deceived by your own emotions or let down, you know, thinking that you're coping when you're not. Now, I could go on and on about, you know, how to feel better and that you could be living a great life whilst also trying to conceive, right? But for many of you where you are at right now, that might feel like a bridge too far. Like, what is this crazy lady talking about? So I wanted to make things super simple today because I think sometimes some of the concepts I talk about on the podcast might feel out of reach for some of us, or um, at, at a particular time, it might feel out of reach, right? And sometimes we need more practical things that we can do right now so we can get to that next concept and that next level of feeling better, right? Because right now, you know, you might feel numb, uh, things might be falling apart, And then I talk about changing your identity to change your life, right? (laughs) I mean, that's just one of the concepts. But you know, that is something that I build up to with my clients. That kind of comes at the end of our coaching, right? Not at the beginning, (laughs) okay? So that's something that sometimes we need to build up to. And sometimes we need, like I said, the more practical and immediate things in our life right now, So we can just implement them right now so that we can then tackle the bigger stuff that's going to have uh, a lot more longevity, okay? 
So today I'm making things super simple, right? Super easy, like I said, and giving you seven practical ways to stop feeling so overwhelmed on your fertility journey. Um, And these things often have profound and immediate results. Okay, I'm not saying that you're suddenly going to be running off into the into the sunset, you know, um, seeing Kumbaya, but it can do a lot to relieve us of a lot of the overwhelm that we're feeling right now on our journey so that we might just feel a little bit better. So then then we can go to the next level and then the next level, right? And then I'll be talking about identity and all those great things. Anyway, (laughs) so let's get on to the tips today. Number one, um, hear me out. Like, don't dismiss this right off the bat. Don't overdo the monitoring, okay? I'm a big believer in looking at your life and looking at what is working for you and what is working against you. Now, if you are prone to to being more anxious and worried about things or, you know, a type A super planner or you've just gotten yourself lost in the minutia of testing and monitoring and, you know, all those great things, uh, like maybe it's t- get taking your temperature. I don't know, whatever it is that's making you feel lost and, and making you feel a little crazy, you know, whatever it is that for you, then think about taking a break from all of that, right? There are actually very few of my clients that I recommend a constant testing to, Uh, It might be a PCOS client who has absolutely no idea when they ovulate and what's going on in their body that I might recommend a constant testing to, but that is very different because most of the time what we're working on is having more trust in our bodies again. And I also work on that with my PCOS clients. When I talk to most people though, right, they can often tell me without, without all the monitoring Um, of ovulation kits and whatever they're doing when they are actually ovulating, right? They don't really even need to check in with themselves anymore. It's there in their cervical mucus, right? And pretty easy to tell when they go to the toilet or it's, you know, they're really regular and they, or they feel some kind of ovulation twinge, right? Most of the time, give a day or two, we know, we know when we're ovulating, right? Now, in the beginning, it is so nice to do these things because they're there as well, just to work out that, yes, that is exactly what that cervical mucus means. That is exactly what that twinge that I feel every month means, okay? But beyond that, I feel like we're just torturing ourselves, to be honest, We can't just have sex once, right? Um, It's not um, maximizing your odds. So having sex about two to four times around that time when you know you'll be ovulating and you pretty much know when it's right for you will put you in good stead without all the craziness surrounding it of like monitoring and testing yourself every day. Not one of my clients, okay, Not, not one, Uh, who gave themselves that monitoring break ever said they wished they hadn't done it. All of them realized how much they'd been gripping onto it and how overwhelming it had felt and how much it contributed to making them feel a bit more crazy. 
um, and all of them realized how much calmer it made them and how good it felt to surrender a bit and start to get that trust back into themselves. And to be honest with you, many got pregnant in those months too when they weren't monitoring, when it wasn't like, you know, so focused on the detail. So uh, step number two or tip number two today is similar to the last one and you probably know what it is. Don't overdo the pregnancy tests, okay? Now, I'm personally a bit of a rare bird, but I completely empathize with anyone who, you know, feels the need to test a lot, right? I'm, I'm not, you know, perfect in other areas, right? Not that I'm perfect in this area. Um, but I'm a bit of a rare bird in that I've actually peed on very few pregnancy tests, even after a 10-year journey, right? I always figured my period or lack thereof would tell me all I needed to know. And I didn't need to torture myself in that way. And I think that was a good thing. Like, you know, if one, one thing I got right on my journey was that, then I definitely got that right. And if it was ever like a few days late, then I would be able to test. But guess what? I never needed to. Right? I was pretty clockwork. Now, when it came to IVF, I was pretty much the same as well. But I did take a test the day before all of my beta tests, right? If, you know, if I hadn't gotten my period first, because, well, for a couple of reasons. For me, I wanted to be the first to know, not the lab techs and the nurses, right? Me. And I was getting the test the next day anyway. It's not like I was driving myself crazy with it um, for a whole two weeks or, you know, 10, 11 days, 12 days or whatever it is, that time you have to wait between transfer and having the test. But mostly because I felt that it prepared me for what they had to say, right? If it was negative, I wasn't waiting on a phone call to tell me that, right? But if it was positive, then I could talk to them about levels and, you know, if they were any good um, and that kind of thing. And I could, you know, um, feel into that a lot more. Uh, but I didn't leave myself hanging around for the whole two weeks wondering by peeing on a million sticks and really not knowing which way was up. Uh, I didn't feel like that added to the journey whatsoever. And I will say this actually, on my successful cycle, I completely psyched myself out because I took um, a pregnancy test on the night before my beta test. So my pee wasn't concentrated and I didn't have one of the first response ones. I just had one of the general ones and I totally thought I wasn't pregnant and I was staring at this thing going, oh, I think it's a line, but no, nah, no, nah, I'm just not. I'm just not. And so when I went in for the pregnancy test the next day, I was like, you know, it's, it's going to be negative. They're just going to tell me it's negative. I actually resented going in to have the test because I knew it was negative and I felt like they were just checking off a box, <laughs> right? But um, yeah, and then like, I think I was so shocked when she called me and said, you are pregnant and, you know, you know, and then it went on from there. So the other thing I wanted to say about this is like, <laughs> that's what I did for myself around the IVF cycles, around trying naturally except for two other occasions. One where I decided after too many Google searches 
to see what it was like um, on one of my IVF cycles to test out my, I, I, used, uh, I used to take Overdrill, like that last um, hormone that will actually give you a false HCG reading and see if the lines started to get darker again after they got lighter. Some people test that out. And honestly, I don't remember what happened and whether or not I got pregnant that time because I, I was, I've been pregnant five times all up. But I do remember that I don't recommend it, right? It's like over-monitoring yourself. You start to lose yourself in the monitoring and the tests and it feels awful. You think you're just being informed and then it quickly descends into your monitoring or testing yourself twice a day or start staring so hard at the pregnancy sticks, trying to get it to talk to you, staring at it for hours, trying to work out if it's darker than yesterday. And it made the days drag so much longer just waiting to do the next one for that next hit of information, which told me absolutely nothing, right? Something to try and give me certainty in this uncertain process, which actually just caused me to go more crazy and not be able to see the forest for the trees. It was the worst. I do not recommend that. If you truly want to find your calm, right? If you're committed to yourself of not feeling so overwhelmed and you're committed to your calm and, and, and finding more clarity in your thinking and your brain, don't over-monitor. Don't over-test and start trying to find trust in yourself again. All right, we're up to number three. Okay. This is a good one. Really, it is. Schedule one thing into your week that is just for you to nurture yourself. Look, I'm going to say it. We as women are absolutely rubbish at nurturing ourselves. Absolutely rubbish. Particularly the women with fertility struggles, it would seem, right? And the ones I talk to, they always seem to be the women with the biggest hearts and the biggest amount of generosity, which makes the situation seem that much more unfair too. Let me give you the tip. But we have to learn how to give back to ourselves, right? So we don't drown in the process of getting pregnant. But see, you can see where changing your identity starts to come into this, starts to play into this as well, right? Because for many of you, it won't seem natural to set that boundary with someone else just so you can have your hour to yourself to read a book or to take yourself for a massage, right? Because it's not who you think you are, right? And we say things like, oh, but they really need me and I'll I'll just do for this for them. And it doesn't matter that I miss my downtime this week, right? Bullshit. You just broke a promise to someone more important, yourself. One thing per week should be very doable for everybody, right? One hour for yourself. And if you can't find that time for one thing per week, then you need to absolutely change what you are choosing to prioritize in your life because you are important. Okay, number four, meditate. And no, meditating is not the be all and end all for every person, right? But if you can find yourself some nice guided meditations, Don't worry so much about trying to do it perfectly and silencing your mind and all of this or even keeping awake for it. 
do it last thing at night, just before you go to bed, when your mind is the most malleable and more receptive to relaxing and lovely messages, and just fall asleep to it if you need to. You don't need to find all this extra time to do this stuff. Fit it in when it's natural to fit it in. And if you think you're going to disturb your husband or partner or whomever, buy yourself one of those like, um, the, you know, those Bluetooth headband headphones so you can pipe the meditation into your ears without having uncomfortable headphones on. And you can even get ones with like eye masks these days built into, into the, um, the whole thing. So you can be in your own lovely, relaxing escape cocoon in bed, Right. But meditating is one of those things that allows our body to truly relax and get into that parasympathetic nervous system out of fight or flight and into rest, repair and reproduction mode. And just having more of a meditation practice or um, being able to drop your brain waves so you can get to that rest and repair mode is going to do so much for your nervous system to calm it down. Okay. So do this thing last thing at night when you're, you know, your critical factor, your little gatekeeper in your brain isn't so like, ah, I can't do this. And I'm no good at meditating and I'm an overthinker, right? Just let all of that go. It doesn't matter what thoughts you've got coming up. Just practice, 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 relaxing and letting the words wash over you. All right. Number five, ask yourself some better questions. The truth of the matter is we're always asking ourselves questions like, why me? Why is this so hard? What is the silver bullet, right? That keeps us on Google a lot. And all the questions are going to leave us feeling pretty disempowered, Um, along the way, right? And it's going to set us up for not feeling great. Because if we just have those questions running around in our mind, well, what's going to happen is our brain is going to answer those questions. And it's going to come up for a reason why it's so hard. And it's going to come up with a reason like, why me? And, you know, we're probably saying we'll never find the silver bullet. So we probably won't find that either. Or we think, oh, this must be it. And then we try that and that doesn't work either. We need to start to ask ourselves better questions. That is how you train your unconscious mind. That is how you train your nervous system. Ask yourself something like, what else is my life about? What's the one thing you don't do when you have something difficult going on in your life? This is not a trick question. We don't put all our energy into it because if you do, then that is the only way you can experience your life through the lens of difficulty, right? No matter um, what happens, that's the only way we can experience our life, even if there's something good over here trying to get in. No wonder we all walk around feeling like crap. We can't possibly feel any other way because it has become our whole life. So we need to turn it around and ask ourselves better questions. So yeah, what is what else is your life about? What was your life about before you started trying to conceive? What do you want your life to be about in the future, regardless of having babies? Okay, place more of your energy into these things, not to mask what you're going through, but to give your brain and your life some balance. It's like work-life balance, right? If life is all about work, then that's all it will be, work. 
Same applies where our focus goes, our energy flows and what we focus on is what we feel and that will be your life. Okay. Uh, Okay. Number six. I love this one because I was talking to a friend and when I was writing this podcast and I asked her, what's your number one tip to, you know, de-stress and, and not feel so overwhelmed? And she's like, well, write a list. And I was like, well, how is that going to help? And I was like, yes, absolutely. Right. We can only ever hold up to seven plus or minus two things in our mind at one time. Some people are very good at holding nine things in their mind. Some people can only hold five, right? If you are feeling overwhelmed by all the things or all the appointments or all the thoughts or all the things you have to do or all your emotions, whatever the all is, whatever is overwhelming you, start to commit to paper because you can't often see what's going on when it's just rattling around in your brain like there's too much. By committing it to paper, you can often start to see what's going on or a common theme or that maybe you just have too many things to do and something just has to go. So if it is like just, you know, there's just too many things that you have to do, write down the list of that. But otherwise, you know, if it's like all the thoughts or all the emotions, commit it to paper, like in writing a journal entry of like, what's really going on for you? It allows you to get in your big old helicopter and zoom up above all the things, all your problems and actually take in the whole thing, right? Because now you can see it instead of being stuck on the ground, just feeling chaos and confused in the, in the detail. When you have to find the words for your problems or how you are feeling, it often helps you see how you are truly feeling and it's the first step to sort through them. Uh, even if you don't know how to do that on your own, right? At least you'll be understanding a little bit more about why are you feeling that way and maybe what's contributing to that, okay? Um, It might actually just contribute to helping you to see it and be able to move forward. And my last tip for today, maybe you have to realize that this thing is bigger than you right now on top of you and you might need a hand getting out of it and that is totally okay. I've had many times in my life where I was just like, nope, I've got no idea. Like I don't bake a cake without a recipe, right? Because I know what some of the ingredients are that go into one, but I I don't know how to get the quantities just right to make it work and make it rise in the oven and taste good and be the right density and things like that. That is not my area of expertise. Similarly, you know, if I am feeling lost or stuck and I can't see the wood for the trees, I go to someone, a trained professional who's, you know, kind of paid to listen to people as a sounding board so I can work through it, right? It makes things so easy. If helping yourself to heal your heart is on your agenda or on your list and you're like, I don't know, I don't know how to do this, right? then the chances are you just might need someone to talk to who can help you, who has the tools, someone who can help you sort through your feelings and the mess and get you back on track quickly, okay? I mean, to be honest with you, my clients are always pleasantly surprised with how quick it can be to turn things around. Okay, so even if you commit to three or four of these things from today, 
you will see an improvement in your immediate overwhelm. So you can start to tackle the bigger things um, and some of the bigger concepts sometimes, the, the things that will last and have a little bit more longevity and not drown in all the chaos, right? And if you are drowning in it all, make sure you head over to my website to hang out with me on Insta or get my free download on, you know, how to get your mojo back without giving up. Or maybe even join my waitlist for my program, The Fertility Shift, uh, for when the doors are open next because, you know, there'll be bonuses and discounts and things like that if you're on the list. Because I cannot wait to help you if that is something that you want to. Okay? And I'll talk to you next time on the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Studio Fertility Podcast. Remember, if you like this podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you can make sure you know when the next episode drops. And you can find other episodes right now at studiofertility.com slash podcast. And of course, if you know of anyone else that would benefit from this podcast, make sure you share it with them and pay it forward. We are all in this together. Make sure too that you give us a five-star rating to help others find this podcast. And let me know how this podcast has benefited you by leaving a review so I can continue to deliver more great content that I know you want and need. And if you're starting to find that your infertility journey is getting the best of you, please head over to my website at studiofertility.com slash meditation and you can get instant access to a week of learning all about meditation, hypnosis and visualization, how to use each one and how they benefit you and of course some actual tracks to start to calm your nervous system. Each day you will receive a short video and an awesome meditation, hypnosis or visualization that you can do in your own time. And of course, access to those tracks for whenever you need them. Just head to studiofertility.com slash meditation to find out more. And I'll see you next time on the podcast. <laughs>